Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast, brought to you by the team at Vegan Food and Living, the UK's best-selling vegan magazine. Well, I was due to be joined by Marissa from the Plant-Based Food Alliance today. Um, Unfortunately, we had some problems with Signal. She's up in the mountains in the Alps, I believe, and uh, we couldn't connect properly. So very kindly, Ellie Busby, founder of Vojo, has joined us today. And I'm really excited to hear what she's got to say. Hi, Ellie. How are you? Hi, Holly. Thank you so much for having me. So you are, and I'm going to probably mess this up, a nutrigenomicist. Yeah, you got it. Ah! So this is all about DNA nutrition, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So do you want to tell us kind of a bit about, you know, introduce yourself and your background and then, you know, tell us what this is all about? Yeah, sure. Um, So I'm a registered nutritionist and I specialize in genetics and how, um, how our diet or how our genes determine which foods and which nutrients are best for us. So which nutrients we need more of, which nutrients we potentially need less of. Uh, And it's really, it's an easy way to personalize your diet and find out what works for you. To cut a long story short. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So how did you get into it then? When did you first go vegan? I went vegan 10 years ago now. And, um, yeah, no, at the time it was great. I mean, I think Tesco had just released their first kind of vegan range. So it was very exciting. 
Um, and I remember I had to go to Tesco every every time I went shopping because it was the only place you could get vegan stuff. It's changed so much, hasn't it? It's incredible. Yeah, I'm very glad it's changed. But um, so, yeah, and things were great for the first few years. I was one of those militant vegans, you know, I was like, why is that like, everyone should be vegan? Why is not everybody vegan? It's so easy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it changed my life in a lot of ways. I got into cooking. Um, I got interested in nutrition. Um, I like in the first few years, I also opened a vegan restaurant, which went really well. Um, so yeah, it really like this, this change in my life, it, it was a really huge change in my life. Um, but then four to five years in my health started taking a downward turn. Um, I'm a runner as well. So my running was really affected. Like I had bad fatigue. Um, my hair was falling out. Like all of these horror stories that you hear yeah. about a vegan diet came true. And I was like, what? Like, I, just, I can't no. believe this is happening to me. <laughs> um, but the last thing I wanted was for my uh, family and friends to say, I told you so. Uh, so I refused to go back to eating meat or, or animal foods. And um, yeah, then I then I studied nutrition and became a nutritionist. And on that journey, I, I had a DNA test because before I said in nutrition, I also hadn't heard of this. I hadn't heard of the fact that you could you could find out about your nutrition from your DNA. This sounds yeah. crazy. Um, and I had a DNA test and I like I learned all of these things about my body, which just blew my mind. And I knew, you know, I knew what nutrients I needed. I knew I now knew which supplements work for me and which didn't and which forms I needed um, and all of these things. And since I've tailored my diet to my genes, um, you know, I felt great again. So this is something that I want everyone to have access to. And even if it's not like a genetic test, I want everyone, like all vegans to feel supported because I feel like there's a, there's a lot of information out there for new vegans. And there's not much that's supporting vegans who have been, people who've been vegan for a few years or even five years or 10 years. Um, so yeah, that's that's really the core of my mission. So how did you change your diet then when you discovered these, um, you know, things about your DNA? One thing I changed. Um, so there's one particular gene which determines how well you can make omega-3. So, you know, there's two band camps in, in veganism. The people that say you can get all your omega-3 from chia and flax seeds and the people who say you really need to be supplementing DHA, you know, algal oil. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to work out what's who's right. Like it, with a lot of vegan nutrition, actually, there's a lot of um, contradictory advice. And it's really hard to figure out because actually they're both right. And it depends yeah. on your DNA. So, um, for example, I'm, I'm a fast converter, which means I can get a lot of my omega-3 from chia seeds uh, and flax seeds. Um, so one thing I did was I, I really just made sure I was getting that every day because I know that I can get it from that and I don't necessarily need to supplement. But the flip side of that is that if you're a fast converter, you're also very sensitive to vegetable oils. So omega-3 and omega-6, you may have heard of omega-6 because you, you need to balance them both. Um, you need to get the ratio right. So you could be getting all the omega-3 you need, but if you're getting too much omega-6, which is high in vegetable oils and processed foods and all of these kind of bad foods, um, then you know it doesn't matter how much omega-3 you're getting. Uh, you need to be bringing down the omega-6 as well. 
Um, So I found out that I was sensitive to omega-6s and a lot of the issues I'd be having like joint pain, um, which was really affecting my running, like knee pain was one of the main things that I was finding a problem, completely disappeared as soon as I took vegetable oil out of my diet, which is crazy because, you know, as vegans, we're like, we're told that rapeseed oil is great because it's high in omega-3, but actually it's so much higher in omega-6. So for me, it was really wasn't good for me. Wow, it's fascinating, isn't it? I'm I'm really interested in this because I have a family member um, and he was vegetarian for decades. And then he looked into the whole sort of DNA diet thing and um, concluded that he needed meat in his diet. And he told his children that too, that they had his DNA and that they needed meat as well. And they were sort of very veggie slash vegan at the time. Um, so now they're all eating really meat heavy diets and obviously being a vegan in the family I'm kind of like well uh, yeah I, I, it's one thing I don't know enough about to kind of argue the case that so everything else I've got covered now after sort of four years of being vegan <laughs> so yeah I'm really interested in this whole kind of um, thing I mean what's the science behind it you know have there been lots of studies done is this is this just kind of like an, another fad or is it something we should all be really thinking about yeah there are a huge amount of studies um into uh the overlap between genetics and nutrition um a lot and it's really a shame because it's in my opinion it's such an underutilized um part of the research i mean actually i, I don't know if you know but the uk have uh, have been funding um a huge project which is to uh, launch their personalized healthcare system based on genetics so they've been, the UK have been funding this for years and years, and that's, we have one of the biggest um, genetic kind of biobanks in the UK. It's actually called the UK Biobank. Uh, so yeah, the UK are kind of at the forefront of this in terms of health, but in terms of nutrition, there's a lot of research which isn't being utilised. Um, but it's interesting what your, um, did you say it was your, your brother-in-law? It was my brother-in-law, yeah. What, what was his reason for uh did he say like what symptoms he had or like what genes he had that meant that he had to eat meat I think it was relevant to kind of muscle gain and kind of being fit and strong and I think perhaps he felt that he wasn't getting that on a vegetarian diet I mean yeah he is right in one sense there are um there are genes associated with how how well you can build muscle um but on the other hand the the reason that I think this is so important that I think uh, knowing your genes is so important is so you can work with them to do what you want so you know my the reason for Vojo is that no one should have to give up on a vegan diet for feeling bad or not reaching their goals or whatever else because you can work with your body there's always a way to work with it you just need to know yourself so the fact that he concluded that he actually needed meat is is an interesting one yeah, I'm guessing, you know, perhaps it could have been that he needed more protein and that he could have been getting those proteins from other, you know, plant-based foods, but he chose to, I don't know, it's it's a, it's a complex issue, isn't it? How do we know what nutrients we might be missing then? Can we, can we find out without doing a DNA test? Uh, yeah, definitely. So, for example, with iron, there are some people who are very susceptible to anemia and low iron levels and some people who are absolutely fine. Like for me personally, iron is something that I have never had to worry about. Um, my ferritin levels, my blood tests have always been perfect with iron. 
And then there are those that always struggle with it. Like no matter what they do, they seem to be low in iron. Um, and that comes down to your genes too. Uh, so I have a gene running in my family called the hemochromatosis gene, which actually helps you absorb more iron from, from your, from plant foods. Um, uh, on the other hand, some people have genes which, uh, prevent them from absorbing so much iron from, from foods. And, you know, the iron from plant foods is already a little bit more difficult for your body to deal with. Um, so yeah, for these people, you might want to supplement iron, especially around your period, if you're a woman, um, but for me personally, I want to make sure that I'm not supplementing iron because actually high ferritin, high iron stores can also be problematic. So I guess it's about listening to your body as well and thinking about perhaps, you know, things that your family have. Because I know my mum was anemic a lot growing up. I mean, she wasn't vegan or anything. Um, and I've been anemic in the past and my daughter also had low iron recently. So, yeah, it, it does make sense. And it, it kind of does make sense as well, doesn't it? Because we are all different. We're not it's not kind of one size fits all with with healthcare or, you know, nutrition. Exactly. What other signs should we look out for then? You know, things like brittle nails, things like that. If we're we're you know, sort of flashing up that we're deficient in things. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many signs of various deficiencies um, and excess of nutrients as well. Um, for example, if you're anemic, you you could feel fatigued or tired. You could be experiencing hair loss. Um, uh, you can have palpitations. And uh, one thing people don't know, actually, is um, you can have cracked lips and a sore tongue as well. So I come across quite a few people who have sore lips all the time. And they just don't know why. And actually, it's a it is a sign of anemia, which can come from either low iron or low B12. But yeah, it's not, you know, these deficiencies aren't just exclusive to a vegan diet. Yeah, exactly. Some people, you know, as you mentioned, sort of turn their back on veganism, as you almost did, I'm guessing, when you kind of, you know, if you weren't so determined not to eat meat again. I think, you know, sometimes these some of these signs kind of appear and then you've got that pressure from family or friends or society in general saying oh this is what you know I told you this is what's going to happen if you went vegan you're not getting all your nutrients you need to eat a steak or you know I mean I've had that god (laughs) so many times if uh, if ever I'm ill which is very rare since going vegan it's uh, oh you know what you need a a rare steak and it's (laughs) no I don't um so it's you know what how can we know what foods we should be eating then without without getting a DNA test or should do you really recommend we all kind of go out and uh, and get one done um in my opinion it's a it's an easier place to start but of course you can work with trial and error you can listen to your body you can figure things out by just trying things out on yourself um as we just talked about with iron for example with b12 that's an obvious one like vegans need to be making sure you're supplementing b12 with iron you can listen to your body see like you know you can get blood tests um you can you can see what your energy levels are like things like this but there are some genes that you it's quite hard to know about so for example um uh, i inherited a gene from my dad um who had dementia uh, but it, it is it does increase your risk of dementia dramatically. It's it's uh, it's actually called the Alzheimer's gene. Um, and this is something you can't know about until you're like maybe 60 when you could start developing Alzheimer's disease or later. 
um, unless you have it running in your family and it's clear. So yeah, looking at your family history is another thing. Um, but for me, having that information about myself, knowing that I have this gene and that I can make changes now that's going to help my health in the future, that is incredibly important for me. So how does it work then with the DNA test? Do you send off like a blood sample or something? Or It's a saliva swab. Uh, yeah, I get this question a lot, actually. Um, does it involve blood? And, you know, this is, yeah. this is my favorite thing about DNA testing. It's like you find out so much about your body and all you need is a saliva swab. It's easier than doing a COVID test. Um, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know about you, but for me, like organizing blood tests, like going to my doctors to get a blood test is like, you know, you put it off for ages, don't you? Okay. So in terms of Vojo, the company that you run, so people can head to your website and sign up. And is it, I think it's a hundred pounds. Is that right? 99 pounds? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then you send out a kit, you send off your saliva and then what are the, res- what kind of results do you kind of like explain the results clearly? Cause I'm presuming they're quite scientific when they come back. Yeah, so you get a a nice report, which takes you through everything, explains everything, points out your your most important genes with the most evidence. Um, And, you know, you can find out more information on our website and get all the references to the science if you're if you're more of a a science nerd. But for those who aren't, yes, it's all explained um, relatively simply. Okay, I'm really tempted to get mine done. <laughs> I wanted to add another another one to your question because you did mention protein before. So yeah, how do you figure out that you're getting enough protein? I mean, you can calculate it. There are ways to figure out, okay, for your activity level, like how much sport you're doing, how much protein you need. But there are some people, and this is a common issue on a vegan diet, I, like I bet loads of people have heard someone say this, that they don't feel satisfied. They don't feel full. They're constantly hungry. And it is true that some people need more protein than others. uh, And it's partly down to a gene called FTO, um, which is dubbed the fat gene, which isn't isn't the best, isn't the best uh, name in the world. (laughs) But it's dubbed this because it's associated with um, weight gain and obesity. Uh, And if you have this gene, you, you tend to feel hungrier than others. Um, actually it was, it's very good. used to be very good for survival because you're driven to eat more and like have fat stores so that you can survive longer. So, you know, it's important to remember that all of your genes exist for a reason to help you survive. And at Mm. some point they did that. Now they might actually not be beneficial anymore. And this is one of those examples. Um, so if you are finding that you're constantly hungry, make sure that you're eating more protein, make sure you're eating protein in every meal and snack. Um, you can probably tell if you have this gene. Uh, usually people with this gene realize that they have to do more exercise to keep their weight down um, and that they tend to eat more than others. So that's one way to figure out without a DNA test, like how much protein you might need. Okay. And what would you suggest? We did cover this a few episodes ago, actually. Someone, uh, a listener sent a question in and one of the plant-based health professionals answered it. So what kind of protein... Sw- sources would you recommend for people to have in every meal and snack um oh, there's such a variety you really want to be getting a variety because then you're getting all the different amino acids um so one of my favorites is tempeh because that's one of the best sources of protein on a vegan diet I think it has like almost twice as much protein as tofu which is pretty amazing oh, um, wow and then obviously tofu um 
uh, obviously like a range of beans and pulses, lentils are very high uh, as well, but also some seeds as well. It's surprising how high some seeds are in protein. It's amazing, isn't it? What these little, little things, you know, you can sprinkle some seeds on your avocado on toast or, you know, onto your salad or whatever. And it just kind of ups your protein intake. It's amazing. I've spoken to lots of nutritionists actually over the past year on the podcast. And what seems to come up time and time again is variety. And like you just mentioned, you know, covering lots of different bases rather than going right tempeh is high in protein. I'm going to have tempeh every single day. Um, So, you know, we really should be sort of eating as many different foods as possible, shouldn't we? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, variety is is definitely key. Like, as I said, with protein, especially getting that range of amino acids um, and with colourful foods, of course. I mean, you've all, everyone's heard eating the rainbow and there's a good reason for it. You know, different colours have different phytonutrients, which are good for all sorts of things in our body. Um, but yeah, you're right. Uh, it is really key to have variety. What kind of foods do you eat on a daily basis then? What kind of breakfast, lunch and dinners do you have? Uh, Chia seeds, for sure, every day, uh, without fail. Um, This might be slightly controversial, but I do like chocolate every day. (laughs) It's got to be done. (laughs) I I do have, I have a stockpile of chocolate in my, uh, in one of my drawers (laughs) underneath my clothes, but don't tell anyone. Um, (laughs) But, you know, actually the health benefits of chocolate are vast, seriously. It has to be dark, so at least 70% um, dark chocolate, but yeah there are so many benefits and it's actually quite a rich source of nutrients so uh, I recommend it brilliant that's what we like to hear in in January (laughs) (laughs) definitely some leafy greens um some form of uh of whole grain um a, a few portions of protein every day and they're always different so maybe some um some tofu for one meal some lentils for another meal um some beans uh for another meal so for anyone new to veganism this month, obviously we're in Veganuary and I mean, it is overwhelming, isn't it? Sometimes all the information, like the episode I recorded, uh, my co-host wasn't able to join me. So it was just me. And I just felt like I was literally like doing a brain dump on, on all our listeners <laughs> because you kind of have all this information in, in your head and you're, you're trying to sort of explain it in a really simple way, but there's, there is an awful lot of information, isn't there? Where where would you advise people to start if they're completely new to all this? Oh, gosh, that's such a good question. Um, there is an incredible amount of information out there. And as we already discussed, a lot of it can be contradictory as well. But um, do you mean where can people start in terms of information or with their diet? I guess, yeah, I mean, both really. Um, I mean, obviously, there's loads of resources online, isn't there? You've got, the, you know, obviously, Veganuary itself or the Vegan Society or vegan food and living um but yeah in terms of their diet what how would you recommend they do it because I spoke about there being kind of two different ways of doing it you can either kind of swap you know your mince meat for processed soya mince to start off with just to kind of ease you into it or you can go sort of full-on whole food plant-based and not use any of these processed products what what would you recommend um if you'd asked me Five years ago, I would have said whole food plant based, just just do it. Um, nowadays, I'm a bit more a bit more relaxed about it. So yeah, just, you know, just just do what is easy for you at first. And uh, some of the 
uh, alternative to meats are actually are actually quite good now. Um, so yeah, I would yeah, as you said, swap out um, real mints for for vegan mints or something. And uh, some of the vegan corn products actually, I quite I quite like. And mycoprotein is very high in protein. I mean, it's basically pure protein. Um, so it's really cool that corn are, are doing vegan products now because uh, a lot of them are vegetarians so beware. Yeah. Um, but I, I find those really, really cool and really easy to swap out. Um, but yeah, just, just do a few things at a time. Like don't, you don't have to go into it straight away. Uh, although some people prefer to do that, but just do what works for you. Yeah. It's, it, I guess it depends how much time you have, doesn't it? Because, you know, if you are literally working in an office full time, for example, or doing night shifts and things like that, and you don't, and perhaps you have children, you don't have a lot of time to be kind of, you know, researching recipes and and whole food, plant-based food swaps and things like that, then it's a good way into it um, to use some of these, you know, we say processed, but not all products are, you know, equal in terms of their processed um, nature, are they? You know, like you say, um, some of the corn products are, are high in protein and do have lots of benefits. Obviously, if you're talking about things that are fried and you know, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, high, sort of highly processed. I can't think of an example, but obviously you want to be having those not so often. Yeah, for sure. There are there are so many levels to processing. I mean, tofu was a processed food technically, you know, I mean, it's not, it's a raw product, so it's processed. Um, yeah, just do it at a level that you feel comfortable with. You're right. There are some processed products which aren't great. There are lots of kind of vegan cakes and stuff, which, you know, as a treat, great. <laughs> Other than that, yeah, probably want to avoid. And if you are sensitive to omega-6s like me, it can be actually quite difficult to find some cakes which are um, or like ready-made cakes, which are like good for you. But yeah, you're right. Like just being aware that the the level of the processing of the foods Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and stepping in at the last minute. Um, it's been really interesting. So if anyone wants to find out more, they can head over to the Vojo website and um, presumably you're on sort of Instagram, Facebook, things like that as well. Exactly. Yeah. So our website is vojo.health and on every social media platform, we're Vojo Health. Okay. Brilliant. So yeah, go and check it out and see whether, you know, you might be interested in taking a DNA test and finding out more and uh, delving into your nutrition (laughs) a little bit more. It was great fun to be here. Thank you so much for having me, Holly. Yeah. Thanks, Ellie. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget to leave us a review on your platform of choice and also subscribe to the podcast. And why not share it with a friend? Perhaps they might be inspired to try Veganuary or take up veganism as well. I'm back on Tuesday with Molly. Hooray! We'll be talking about all things Veganuary again. Lots of tips and recipes to keep you inspired throughout the month of January. In the meantime, head to the Vegan Food and Living website where you'll find all kinds of articles, recipes and advice. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.